0: My guest today is the chief. The chief is here, people, and I'm talking about the chief of the fire department, Sean McCree. I had an absolute blast with this conversation. I had a really, really good time talking to him. I learned all about the fire department, and I learned even more about him. After talking with him, I feel really good about who's in charge of the fire department here in Hamilton. And I believe you will, too, after hearing what he has to say. So, without further ado, please welcome my new friend, Chief Sean McCree. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam saitels And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now. Talk about some big blueberries. I'm talking about the raining defending two time chief of the fire department. Two to oh oh, he's holding up a third finger. We can get into that. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Sean McCree. Welcome, my friend.
1: How you doing? How you doing?
0: Good man. It. Uh, I apologize for the first time we were supposed to do this.
1: Nah, it gets hectic during the holidays. I know how it
0: is, <laughs> dude. This is the first time ever that someone's like called me like right before or messaged me right before the podcast was supposed to happen, and I look over at Lisa. I'm like, oh my god, I'm supposed to be interviewing someone right now, and I'm running all over the house trying to figure things no, out. And right. she finally said to me, she's like, "What if you just ask him to do it another day?"
1: It's no problem. It, it's. Better, because, you know, if you're running around rushing, you're, you're, your mind's not in it. You're not in the right spot. So
0: It's the holidays, man. Yep.
1: Holidays It, it are. gets us, especially this year. This year was a little bit uh, strange for a lot of people, so. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little.
0: Yeah. You, why are you holding up three fingers when I say well, two times?
1: See, because I was elected chief first year in uh, 2018. So, 18, 19, and last year, 20, being my third year, and I was just reelected. So, this is actually my fourth year. Your fourth year.
0: Oh, my gosh. Sure. So, before that what were you ranked is
1: is there a- I, I made my way up through um i i started in the fire service um really as a kid my grandfather was part of the firehouse my uncle was it's kind of like a family thing um i actually started going to the firehouse unfortunately it was right after my grandfather had passed away and um station 2 brought me in as a member that's where you know he was a member at so they brought me in as a member in 99 so i've been jeez uh, a long time. Uh, You've been 21. in the game for
0: twenty one years. Twenty one years. Yeah. Now is this something because you know I'm a teacher, mm. and you know you ask all the kids what they want to be when they grow up. Nah. I'd say half Wait. of them say they want to be.
1: I, yeah, I know. Listen, listen. It, it's. I think it's one of the greatest things in the world. I mean, I get to be on a big, big red vehicle with flashing lights and and sirens. So I mean, that's cool. I mean, how many people can say that? So. I mean, I, I liked it so much once I got into it. And when I was a kid, I liked it because, you know, it was time with my grandpa and it was time with you know, my uncle at the firehouse. And then, you know, you grow up. You got your own things going on. I had school, you know, playing football, sports, after-school stuff. I really didn't give it much thought. And then I started thinking about it, and I never really got a chance to join and spend time with my grandfather doing it. But I did get to spend time with my uncle and now basically all my brothers, you know, um, in the fire service so I mean it helped it helped out it was just kind of a defining moment it was you know I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do you know you how old, how old are we talking I was uh I was uh let's see that was I'm going to start dating myself here that was in 99 so I was about 23 okay because I'm 45 now yeah so it was about 23 yeah uh, when I got into it so and what you
0: had it, did you go to college no. Okay, so no, this is just no. you post high school yeah, trying to is, figure well, out. Well,
1: post high school, I mean, I, I had been out of high school for a while. I had actually been, had been married, um, had a daughter who worked here with you guys. We'll and, talk about her. We're talking about you, Alex. So, <laughs> you know, just, just, you just do what you have to do to get by. You know, you, you work. Whether it's a good job or a bad job, it doesn't mean anything. You work. You that's know, what you did. What, what
0: were those jobs before oh, you became man. the I, man? I
1: used to. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I started out young, you know, working for um, my aunt, my aunt Terry's family uh, at Mary's Market, which was on the uh, Whitehurst Pike right there in Malika, And, I mean, I was still in middle school. So, you know, you just keep at it. You know, you work fast food, you work, you, you do whatever you can, you know. It's, mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Kid, kids today just don't know about the hustle. You don't so. think
0: so? I was wondering that, too, because I know nah. the jobs that I had back then. I mean, I worked they for were, an air conditioning company construction. and construction. They were the
1: crappiest jobs. And you know what? You think back and you look back and you go, oh, I did learn some things. So, and, uh, and Hell yeah. And, th- and that's what, you know, that's what you do. I worked at Walmart as a manager. I worked, you know, just about wherever I could.
0: Right, right here in town?
1: Yeah. You were the
0: manager of this Walmart. Well, I
1: was a department manager. Okay, and now I had worked my ways up because I had, you know, started out as you know just overnight stocking. Just you know, you do what you got to do. I worked at Collective Bank. I worked at uh, I worked at uh, Vargas. Oh, Pharmacy's. so banking, uh, managing—you yeah, yeah, did quite a few things. I, I worked at the video store in town. A lot of uh, that's a place kids uh, that had had movies that you had to rent because I know they don't know Dude. what that is.
0: I recently went on Netflix. There is a documentary about the last blockbuster. Yeah. Just trying to hang
1: on. Yeah. If you want to know what a movie store is like, just, just watch Clerks. You can't. <laughs> 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 I'm
0: not supposed to be here today. I, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, but. Man, uh, kids are missing out. Something yeah. about going to that store and seeing all those boxes of possibilities. That was our
1: Friday night. Yes, man. Night. And
0: then there'd be a little sail bin, you'd just leaf through that yep. and oh so yeah. I
1: kinda did it all and then when I got into the fire service it was like something just clicked. It was like I really enjoyed it.
0: Did um, you have to go through some kind of uh initiation? How does it work?
1: So basically what I did was I put in my application. Um because I had family members in and all that, I kinda got like priority. Mm. And um when the spot opened up, and unfortunately, you know, my grandfather passed away so Ironically, a spot opened up, and it was kind of his. Um, oh wow! So what they gave me was they actually gave me his badge number. Get so out of my here. badge number was my grandfather's badge. Oh, number. that's so special. So, and then you just you got to go to school. You have to go to uh, the state of New Jersey requires uh, a firefighter one certificate, and it's right now it's it's about one hundred and eighty eight hours. So it's it's not, it's not it's no joke. It's it's a commitment, and went through it, did everything, did what I had to do, came out through that
0: 188 hours of of training. How much of it is uh sitting down at a desk and just pumping out the notes and listening? And how I'd much say of it is about it, half. It's about half and half. Yeah,
1: it's about half. You know, and and now it's a little bit more in their they're, you know, they change it it changes just like you know, you're a teacher. Your mm-hmm. curriculum changes every couple of years. It sure does. You have new things that come in. You have things that really don't work anymore. So yeah, that, that's what they do. Then, who makes
0: your curriculum? Because unlike the fi- I, I don't know how who state, does it. The state, the, state, the state, yeah, the state does it for public education, and usually that curriculum comes from people who haven't taught a day in their life. Uh, hopefully well, for the fire department,
1: well, for the on the fire service, emergency service, it actually comes from emergency service boom personnel. So they developed a curriculum, they run with it, they, you know, and and it's trial and error too. So, I mean, all across the country they're teaching different things, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So then they put that in the curriculum, and every couple years it might, you know, tweak here and there. Um, There hasn't been really a lot of huge changes. Uh, I know a lot of the guys, a lot of the older members would talk about, hey, you know, when I I went to my fire one, it was over at the airport, we only had to go there for a weekend. You know, well, it's changed. It's a little bit more than that now.
0: Yeah, I'm assuming that you guys probably have to come back regularly to get, I don't know, well,
1: credits. Well, there's, there's always, not really continuing. Um, I do because I'm an EMT, so I actually.
0: You're an EMT as well.
1: Yeah, yeah I, that, was, that was something that I really didn't say I want to do, but I decided to do that because, ironically, I was on a fire call, and it was a motor vehicle accident, and I had no idea why we were doing what we were doing.
0: What do you mean? What were you well, doing? We that, had,
1: we were helping, you know, the ambulance. Can you crew talk about
0: there. like a fist away from the microphone,
1: Oh. Okay. like one to two fists. Oh, like yeah, that? yeah, oh, okay. a little close like that. Sorry. No worries. Um, so what happened was we had a motor vehicle accident, and watching the crews because we just assisted. We didn't really, you know, if we had to, you know, cut a car, we would. But back then, uh, it was the Hampton Rescue Squad. They did actually the rescue in town. We just assisted, and I really wasn't sure why they were doing what they were doing, like. Why did they go to that person? Why didn't they not go to that person? You know, why are they doing this? Why did I had no clue? I was just being told do this, do it this way. Okay, now do this, and I'm like, I don't like this because oh, I, oh. I don't, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm Wait, doing. So you didn't like the way it was being handled, no, or no, you no, didn't no, like no, just the way not it was, under, was great. I just didn't understand yeah. it, and to me, that's like, um um I I to me that that's horrible. Like in my own Absolutely. mind it's like I I just don't know why.
0: You're saving lives. You need right. to know what's going I on. You need to know what's
1: going on. So I decided to go to EMT school, which is another like 240 hours of schooling. And that's Ooh. that's that's and then not only that, after you're done, you have to continue continually go back. Yeah. Every 3 years for I your I think they're
0: some of the most underappreciated uh, by uh, professionals far, by far.
1: I mean, you know, they our, our moniker is everyone calls us ambulance drivers and that's not really the case yes we do drive the ambulances but that's not really our main job so yeah and and it it is what it is but there's a there's a couple of EMTs now in the fire department so it, it it's leaps and bounds what it was when I came in there was there wasn't any and i think now we have like 12 so
0: Okay. I mean, the ambulance is just a transportation device to get you to do your job.
1: It's basically like a smaller rolling toolbox. And that's uh, what a lot of the fire apparatus are. They're they're toolboxes. They're specialized to do certain things. And they have the equipment and everything on them that you need to do your job. So the ambulance is kind of the same way. So what happened was I I went to EMT school, and I actually worked at the time. (laughs) I worked for Larchmont Medical Imaging, which is in uh, Mount Holly. And I was a scheduler. I just basically sat, answered phones, and I was the one you talked to when you had to schedule an appointment. Ooh, fun, fun. Yeah, there was about uh, there was about twelve of us in a room, like a little call center. But <laughs> once once I got that done, then there was uh, I started working part time in, in Hamilton Rescue in town, and I liked it, uh, but it was just part time. So yeah, didn't really think much of it. Did what I was supposed to do, kept learning, and then a full time spot opened up, and then that's when I started full time with Hamilton Rescue and.
0: Now, yeah. are you because I'm just now learning about some of the differences between the um volunteer firefighters versus professional?
1: What are you well i'm both um, th- th- A lot of people don't know how to distinguish the difference okay so yeah. you have you have career firefighters which they get paid uh you have volunteer fires firefighters which they really don't i mean they 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 pretty much give up all their free time to answer calls, to do the training, and mm. all that. Now, where I, where I work, which is I work in uh, Central Jersey, which is Middlesex County, and I go to work. I work a 24-hour shift, then I come home for three days. And everyone's like, well, you only work two days a week. Yeah, but I work 48 hours. <laughs> so
0: You work 48 hours
1: straight? No, we do 24 hours on, 72 hours off. So, oh. so like, I worked Monday. I worked yesterday, so... I worked until, eight, until 7 o'clock this morning. And this is what home. a professional yeah. does. Yeah, but we do the same thing. And a lot of the guys that I work with, they're volunteers back at home. So it's not like, you Wait know, a
0: minute. They're professionals and they also volunteer?
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Because they don't, they don't, a lot of them don't live in town where they work. So they live in another town, like maybe around the area. I, I live by far the farthest away. They joke around with me all the time. And uh, tell me I live in Delaware or whatever. Wait,
0: dude, you don't live in Hamilton?
1: No, I live in Hamilton. But where I work, I work up in North Jersey.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought you were one of the stations over here.
1: Well, I am. I'm a volunteer in town. And I'm a volunteer right now. Gotcha. That's where everything gets confusing.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So you're just a a volunteer in Hamilton. But you are a professional.
1: Hamilton is 100. Well, you don't want to say professional. Because professional is a state. It's not... There are volunteer fire companies that are very professional, and ours is one of them. Um, you know, you have a job. The job the guys take it seriously. That's professional. They don't just goof around and you know, right. there to waste time. Um, so you have career and volunteer. So career is basically you get paid. Volunteer, you you don't. But they
0: all do the same job.
1: Pretty much, fire is fire. It doesn't care who. You <laughs> that's are. what I was thinking. Listen, you don't do your job right. Fire. These guys will tell you. Fire is fire. It, so it's, volunteers
0: it's, get in there just with the pros. You,
1: yeah, yeah, yep. They got to do the same thing. They have to cut the car. Car doesn't care. The person that's bleeding out doesn't doesn't care whether you you know you're a volunteer or all that. The fire definitely doesn't care. You're you're stuck on the second floor on a in a house fire. You're stuck on the second floor. It doesn't say hold on. Are you a volunteer? Are you? It it doesn't care. It doesn't care if you're a man, doesn't care if you're a woman, doesn't care race. It, it is very non discriminant when it destroys whatever it destroys. So that's what it is, is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you know,
0: my employee during summer camp, Josh Olive, yeah, do you I know, know who he is? He's a volunteer. In
1: Collins Lakes, Yep.
0: Yeah, and he's telling me every now and then we'll start chatting about what he does. And it it blows my mind. It's not just putting out fires. He isn't just sitting around waiting for no. that call and then going out and putting out fires. I want to ask you, because the reason this interview, for those of you who don't know, which is everyone but you and I, uh, the reason this interview happened was because we had lost power at the school. Mm-hmm. And um, Sean, Officer Sean Grasso showed up with Officer mm-hmm. Sean McCree. And, and I noticed, I was just like, man. As uh, chief of the fire department, it seems like there's so much more going on than putting
1: out fires. No, putting out fires, it's – I mean, I don't want to say it's the fun part because it's definitely not fun for the people that called and said, hey, I have a problem. My house is on fire. Exciting, maybe. That's the main part of the job, but it actually takes up the least amount of time. Really? The most amount of time comes with um, – I mean, it kind of sounds bad, but when you call it a nuisance call, because it makes it sound like, oh, you know, whatever. Like an eye roll, but, <laughs> but it, 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 it is. We deal a lot with it's it's public, so it's you know the public are like there are there are customers there. You know, it, it's public service, so we go out, we help. Listen, we've gotten cats out of trees. You know, we stereotype, it's, it's stereotypical. There's a cat in a tree, and the guys roll their eyes about it. I roll my eyes about it, but you know what? It's one of those things that after you do you get to look at it and go, "Yeah, I did that." So, I mean, it, it. They really take it seriously, no matter what it is. I mean, we go to my my alarms beep, and I don't know why. Well, it needs a new battery. To <laughs> hey, my alarms beep, and I don't know why. It's well, your house is filled with you know carbon monoxide. We need to get you out. Yeah, you know, we we go to everything we we do there's a spill hazard on the road you know it's a hazard so we get there do we is it something we have to clean up is it something we can't it's too much mitigate it down to either state county or even if the town has to come out so we we work hand so in hand so you guys assess yeah. Yeah. you guys assess yeah and that's what that's what all of us do we're all trained to do that you know we help the police department with the uh, you know traffic it's are you it's, are the is it how I think that the fire department and the police
0: department are almost like Related in some sense, like it's yeah, always Yeah, we're, we're emergency
1: services. I mean, we have, you know, you have your camaraderie with, with the guys. I mean, I, I went to school with a bunch of the guys that are on the police department. And, you know, I, I was friends with growing up and, you know, acquaintances. and But there's still that little, you know, there's that little jab, you know. And, 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 and we always do it. We always do it. I have the, nothing but respect for, you know, my brothers and sisters in blue, but... Brothers yeah. and sisters in blue. Still yeah. call each other,
0: hey, but you got to jab yeah. at your brothers and sisters, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and that, <laughs> in, that includes the dispatchers because, you know, that's usually where the call starts. So everyone forgets about them. They're always the ones that take uh, – they take the attitude on the other end of the line. And yeah. Unfortunately, they can't really give it back.
0: But In fact, I think one of yours – one of the longtime ones here in Hamilton just retired. Am I correct? Uh, the one that
1: you saw uh, – Someone Sorally, on Facebook. Yeah, that yeah. was Sorale. Actually – Anthony Sorali is uh, in Winslow Township. He did work in Hamilton, um, but he, he moved on. He went to the com- uh, communication center in uh, Camden County. Okay. And he was there, I believe, 33 years. I was going to say, he yeah. was in the game a while, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, no, he was, he was in the game a long They
0: don't time. get enough because they have to be so calm under pressure. Right.
1: And you never know what you're going to get on the other side. Yeah.
0: So. yeah, yeah. You could get something, I'm sure, completely insane, and you still have to remain completely professional. Right,
1: and and – I mean, they try new things, you know, new technologies they got to handle, too. I mean, they just basically get, hey, here you go. Have fun. And they have to do what they got to do. So, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like we all, we all have to deal with it. So we're, we're all like brothers and sisters because nobody fights with each other like we do. But nobody else is allowed to kind of the thing like we, we can jab each other, you know we break stones but with if someone them, steps up yeah, to you guys that's not yeah, happening it's a it's a you, you know you just you just have that family sense i mean i I grew up pretty much around emergency services you know when my grandfather was a volunteer um you know he was in the air force in World war two he was a volunteer firefighter in town my uncle was a volunteer uh you know firefighter in town um I'm a volunteer firefighter. My uncle's son, Jason, who's my cousin, who basically grew up like a little brother, he's also a firefighter in town. And I moved on. I liked it so much, I moved on and actually made it my uh, my life's work. And, you know, that's that's where my passion is. And he actually, I don't want to say he followed in my footsteps, but he did. And he actually is a firefighter in Cherry Hill. That's awesome. So, I mean, it's just, it seems like it's a family business, but it's not really a business. It's, it's in your blood, it's, man. It sounds like it's in your right. blood. I like doing it and, you know, every day, you know, emergency services is is really like Christmas every day. You you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you get called for the same stuff, but you really don't know what you're going to get until you get
0: there. I want to get into that. Uh, Before we do, I just have a question going back to the whole relationship with the police officers. So once a year, well, maybe not this year. But typically, once a year, uh, my wife and I, we set up this whole booth at uh, National Night Out. Uh-huh. We have a big spinning wheel. We, yeah, give away we, didn't, we didn't get
1: to do National Night Out last week, last year in, in August. It got canceled. And the guys are kind of bummed because, you know, we do have our little, you know, we have our tug of war. That's what I'm we talking had, about, we, we the we tug the, of war. We had the eating contest that they've had. We we had the bull contest in one year, with, which, which 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 was awesome. I mean, it's just, and, and you know what? We take it seriously. They take it seriously. I can we tell. We take it seriously. Dude, when I'm it, standing
0: there and I'm seeing you guys grab the rope, I'm like, okay, children, stand back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's no joke. It's. A, I mean, they argue, it's, oh, you wore cleats. You're only supposed to wear sneakers. Blah, blah. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's any little thing. But you know what? It's all in fun. I mean, we do it. And it draws a big crowd because they're like, huh, I wonder who's going to win. It's like, Yeah. You ask us. I left the win? wheel. Yes. Yep. I left the wheel to and go check it, it out. <laughs> that's how it is.
0: Yeah, so I want to get into so much more, uh, the phone calls you get, uh, the craziest rescues you've had, um, so much more. uh, We have to take a quick commercial break. We will be right back, people. All right, John Bradley, welcome back to the Pillars, my man. So what is the service you'll be providing?
2: Consistency is key in social media. So imagine if you had a professional photographer come in and put their spin on your business. Capture what they see. And apply that to your particular brand, your aesthetic, your style, and turn that around quickly.
0: Finding the right content is tough. How would you help someone who's posting every single day?
2: What I do is to capture a wide variety of images. Not a photo shoot that all looks like it was shot on the same day, but a variety that can be posted daily and maintain an aesthetic but also show variety. So
0: you mean to tell me that a subscription with you means that a business will have a beautiful photo to post every single day of the
2: year? Every day. Whoa. Because as soon as you run out of that gallery, which is probably a little over 30 photos, I'll be back to shoot more. And when I come back, it'll be a new season, new products, and who knows? That is huge, man. And and how much does a subscription cost? With a one-year agreement, it's only $300 a month. That is what I would charge for a family session, a one-hour portrait session. So for the fee, a one-hour fee, you have 30 days worth of social media posts. That's 30 days to engage with your customer base. That's 30 days of consistency to get your customers in your door.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you people because I know John Bradley. That means if you have a subscription with him, you will have – an amazing social media presence, and you will have it all year long. John Bradley, for all those people who are interested, how do they reach you?
2: Uh, Facebook, Bradley Visual Co. Instagram, Bradley Visual Co. The internet, BradleyVisualCo.com, where <laughs> they can reach out to Sam.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll hook you up. And hey, look back at the Pillars of Hamilton, because John Bradley is one of them. John Bradley, you're the man, brother. Testing, 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 testing. Can I get a little sound check? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're back. Uh, before we get more into your firefighting, I mm-hmm. see you have brought some things along with you.
1: Yeah. Um, well, one, I just you know brought my business card <gasps> <home> for <gasps> how, you. Wait, wait, how rude of me!
0: Oh my gosh, someone's calling me from Texas. You get you get these calls all day.
1: Yeah, all day. All day They're probably long. checking for your car's warranty.
0: I thought I was. I won a thousand dollars, and they were gonna. No, me up. Pro-
1: you'll probably have to give it to a, a you know, out of country prince or something.
0: Oh, that's okay. I trust them.
1: So. <laughs> One's just my business card, so this way you have some information. Wait a minute,
0: are all of your business cards? No, 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 no,
1: no. I, I got. I bought them separate. They're I wanted them to be interesting. So, dude, that, can I
0: describe them. what I am holding right here? It's stainless steel. It's stainless steel. We've got oh, a town of Hamilton. He's got some blueberries on there.
1: It's um, a town logo that was designed designed for the town. Yeah.
0: Amazing! Uh, it says Hamilton Fire Department, and on what looks like a badge, it has the number nine.
1: Yeah. Is that yeah? Your? That's, our dist- that's our district number. So every, every fire every fire company or every fire station has a district number within the county. So we're Atlanta County District Nine. Gotcha. So like,
0: man, these are, I'm jealous. I need some so, cards like. But ew, this Sean? is some
1: this is something I, I brought for you because you know. Everyone likes a beverage once in a while. I grabbed a bunch of these uh, out when we were in Wisconsin when we bought the new fire truck. So what this is, is it's a bottle opener, and it doesn't look very special, but it's actually made out of the same steel that was stamped. This is a, was stamped out of a scrap when they stamped the, the fire truck that we have at Station 2. Get out of here. Yeah. So that that's what they do. They what, what they do is they actually stamp, when they make the the apparatus— they have all the little extra shards, and uh-huh. they don't waste them. So what they do is because they know people come in, when they buy the trucks, they come in and look, and they actually walk the factory. They learn, like, how it's put together, you know, why they're doing this, why they're doing They have the little scraps. So what they do is they make, like, zipper pulls, and they make uh, bottle openers out of them. Dude, so this is fantastic. So, this is go. staying
0: right here in the Pillar Studio. Very cool. And this card is ridiculous. Love that. Thank you. So, hey, can I get – can, can can I get a little deep with a question? I want to ask you something. Oh boy, go ahead. Yeah, go. I, I'm just super curious because I was trying to put myself in your head. I was trying to think.
1: Okay, oh, you don't want to get in my head. <laughs> oh yeah, no, scary things in there. There's just no. It's it's just it's just it's a conundrum and a paradox. You just, <laughs> you just walk around aimlessly and you're like, what? <laughs> All
0: right. Well, now you've made me want to ask this question even more. Oh crap. Go ahead. As a firefighter, mm-hmm. what do you fear the most? Do you have a
1: fear? Yeah, you do. Yeah. What um, is your fear? My biggest fear, ironically, is you know when I when I started as a volunteer, I I I'd like I would kill myself to make calls because um, one of my fears was that I wouldn't be there, somebody would get hurt, and I could have been there to do something about it. You know what I mean? So it's like. That was my biggest fear. It was my, my fear was more like I, I wouldn't be there for you know my teammates. I wouldn't be there for the for the other firefighters, and, and that kind of you know that kind of got me when I was com- coming up. Now my fears now are you know I just I hate the uncontrollable. There you, there's always something you can do. Which fighting fire and being a firefighter, there's always stuff out of your control. And to me, it's not it's not really a fear. It's, it drives me bananas. It, it just, really does. It, I, I hate it. Because, you know, these guys, they break their humps. They, they put in a lot of hours. They put in a lot of hours, you know, cleaning the equipment, you know, maintaining the equipment, you know, training, doing this, doing that, going to classes in county, out of county, you know, plus their jobs, plus their family. And then you get to a situation and you're just like, there is nothing we're going to be able to do about this. And it sucks. And that's, that's basically it. I mean, as far as the fear goes, I mean, now it's kind of like you just you roll with it. So, I mean, but my biggest fear when I started was was basically letting down my you know my fellow firefighters. I
0: I would imagine you're probably not alone in that fear. I mean, I mean maybe some... you know what?
1: Good luck because a lot of the guys won't tell you. It's just that's just something you know. They're you kind of keep some stuff like that close to the chest. That people aren't going to walk around going, "Oh, this is what, what I'm afraid of." This one, no, they're not because it's it's it. Some some guys, some some of them will think. Oh, I can't I can't tell you that. I'm not afraid of nothing. Okay. Yeah. You know? And that's the way it is. They they just, you know, they have their fears, they have their their doubts and all that, and we all do. I mean, in every yeah, well, job profession, are... every aspect of life, every human being has something that they're a little bit unsure of, something that they're afraid of. Not that they're scared of it, they're just afraid of it. Why are they afraid of it? Because maybe it's something they just don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would even imagine that the the people who are, you know, standoffish or maybe that's not the right word or but just denying that they have any kind of fear they're probably the ones who are most yeah. afraid
1: yeah and i mean i i mean i could i could see that i mean i you haven't know really what? come across it but yeah i could say it
0: i didn't know if i was going to bring this up because i read this uh statistic and i wanted to get your take on it i wasn't sure if i was going to bring it up because it's kind of dark um I know, uh, I mean, you guys are heroes. You're, you are superheroes, uh, not just to kids, but to everyone. You're like big, cool, flashy heroes to kids. And to adults, you are literally heroes. Um, and so I read this statistic today. Um, I, I, I don't know if you know about it, but more, at least nowadays, more um, firemen die from suicide yeah, than actual.
1: Unfortunately, that that's been been a going trend. Uh, it, it's actually more firefighters die from heart attack, uh, from cardiac related events. But suicide, unfortunately, is if it hasn't overtaken it, it's getting close. And it's just unfortunately, though the the suicide rate is going up for everybody. It, it's not just firefighters. It's just police officers, public servants. You know, everybody. So um, kids, it, it's getting tougher to deal with. Right. And unfortunately I, I don't know what, you know, we always tell everyone, look, I, I'd rather talk, talk to you. And I'd rather you tell me your story than me have to attend a funeral. Yes. So, you know, we try it, it, like family, you, you try and pick up something, something's not right. Uh, we do have something to help out. And that's uh, we actually will call in a critical stress incident management team. Well, you mean we, if
0: for someone on the yeah, team? If
1: we have, if we have a bad call, or something and somebody's not acting right you know we we have a way of getting to it quick but st- we still have to recognize and and we do you know we recognize you know so and so is not you know they're not acting right you know we talk to them and all that and a lot of times just talking to them they just they just need to process it and they're okay but you know they just they take it one day or another then they understand you're going to see stuff look nobody calls the fire department because they did something smart and, <laughs> and unfortunately unfortunately look it there are accidents, and yeah. but pe- people they just you know, oh I'm sorry I did why oh I had to- the the worst thing I I and I hate when you know even the residents of the town they tell them, I'm sorry I had to call you why we're here to help if if you called because you needed something you know we if we can they're probably we'll feeling very weak yeah, in that moment yeah. and and that's the problem the problem is is a lot of times what you don't realize is with fire EMS and police we don't get to see the best in people. We unfortunately mm. always get to see the worst people or see people when they're at their worst. And I don't mean because they're misbehaving. It's, they just, they hit a low, something happened. It, it's not what they want. You know, I always knew that
0: about police officers. I always knew, yeah. you know, you watch cops. They're just being lied to and cursed at all day. Right. They're trying to help people, but
1: well, I'll be honest. I mean, they, we don't get lied to and cursed at because but I had it, they no like idea firefighters that. more than cops. But, um, they're still, they're, they're vulnerable. And, and you just, people are embarrassed. You know, it's, it's like, why? You know, when I was on the ambulance, it was like, Oh, I can't believe I had to call you. It's like, mm. why? I'd rather come and come to your house and basically tell you that it's okay. And there's nothing to be worry about, or Hey, we fixed it. It's easy. Then you think you don't have to call us. And then when we do get called, it's a complete catastrophe. Because you'd be surprised how many people they, oh, they have a small fire. They'll, they'll try and put it out, which is fine if you can put it out, put it out. But they try and try and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and then they go, oh no, well by then it's too late. So like that that's what and we do have a very aggressive uh, fire prevention program. Um, you know we go to the schools every year. Unfortunately this year we were not. Wanted to able talk to, about that too? You know, we were not able to attend this year, but uh, we. Like everyone else, we 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 switched it up. We still did, um, you know, the package, the little care packages for the kids. Because let's face it, they really want to see the trucks. You know, the smaller they kids do. They, they want to see that dog see the too. They
0: want to see the dog they too. Love Sparky,
1: and, they, <laughs> and and the most fun the kids have is when we put one of their teachers in our tower ladder and send them up as high as we can. Oh, that was scare so the, and scared the teachers, and the kids love it. And but we still do have a message. You know, we try and hand out handouts to the kids and we do try and explain to them that you know you need ways out the smoke detectors how they work why they sound the way they do and this year we switched it up a little bit and we went kind of like uh, we had a our uh, the website for station two um we put an attachment on there for the department which was all different activities and and informational for the kids so they can just go watch a video you know here's a coloring book you know, we 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 still try and stay active in the community. Unfortunately, just like everybody else, we've had to find an alternate way to reach out to the community. Yeah, so, and that's what we did, and you know, we had a lot of fun doing it. But I will be honest; a lot of the guys were there. You know, it, it's a lot because it's during the day that we do it, and you know, we we have guys that take off a week of work to be there that week because that's the week they want to be there. Really, because they get to go. They get to go spend times with the kids. Really, have, yeah. Yeah, we don't Dude, we just,
0: here I am sitting back as a professional educator thinking, <laughs> "Oh, these poor guys are being forced into talking no, to not, all the kids."
1: They're not being forced. They they sign up. We put a sheet up That's and they beautiful. sign up. That's beautiful. And whoever wants to go goes. And we've never had a problem of not having people. And some guys actually take off a week so that they can go. And it's awesome. And they, and they get to interact, you know, with the kids and all that and not being able to do it the way we always did it was kind of a little bit of a letdown. And yeah. You know, but then again, this year was, or this past year was... A bit of a letdown. <laughs> the, the whole year was kind of a...
0: For the people who don't know, I mean, we're talking about fire uh, fire safety prevention? Yeah, it's we- fire prevention. Fire, yeah, okay, fire prevention week. And at, at Reed Preschool, what we do, or what we've done in the past is do a science lesson based off putting out fires and, you know, counting the flames in math class, and then... As the day progressive, progresses, the kids know that there's a fire truck coming. We wait outside. Sh- uh, Chief Sean McCree is riding in. The lights are blazing. Sparky the dog is waving. The kids get to go through the trucks and see all the equipment. It, and in the end, they get hats.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something we did with the little kids. We try and change it up because, you know, every year if you give out hats, they, they tend to have a collection at home. So you know, we give out. Uh, this year, you know, we we tried to give out some stress balls because we know that uh, a lot of the kids would take them home, and Lord knows the parents needed them this year. So um, that, that's what we did. But you know, it, it, you have to reach out. You have you have to you know keep on the community. We 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 put it out there for the kids to. Well, I love try that, man. Safe. I love
0: how proactive you guys are with the community. Of course, uh, from my own personal standpoint, the way you guys are with kids is just superb. I mean. I wish I had that when I was a kid, um, but that's not it. Like you guys do, so you even have a, what seems to be a really good relationship with Mister Santa Claus. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what's your what what's the deal? How, how does that work? Uh,
1: we're first name basis. He calls me, I call him. You know, we got <laughs> you know he, he talks to uh, w- one of our our officers, Doctor Joe Leza, and and you know they we go back and forth, and he asks us to drive us around all the time. So, well, we figured you know. I mean, a lot of people say that. They, well, you know, the police department has a good relation. Yeah, they have a good relationship for him. But you know, come on, we're on first name basis. So.
0: Yeah, I see. You guys are tight. You guys are driving around with him, honking the horn. Pretty yeah, exciting. Good time. Yeah, a good time. you guys do so much for the community.
1: Well, I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, that's why we're here. Yeah. If it, I mean, it's not for the community, then we. We're, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, we're we're here to. You know, just like the police department, they serve the community. We we serve the community. So. Our bosses, you know, everyone says, "Well, the people in you know in charge of the fire department, they're they're the ones that sit in town hall." No, they're not. They're the ones that live in home. You know, that's that's who we go by. The, you know, they need something done. We you know we try and do it, and you know, we do the best we can.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'd love to go into some of your stories because being in the game for so long, I'm so sure you have stories. And I don't. I'm kind of afraid to ask because I'm. Sure, you've seen some stuff that probably affected you. I mean, I don't know. For all I know, you haven't. But uh, from what I talked to, nah, I mean, when I spoke to Josh, you know, he just told me some stories just from him. I'm like, oh my god, these guys do not just put out fires; they do some stuff and they see some stuff that yeah. can really affect who they are as a person.
1: I mean, we've we we kind of had a bad year last year. We were involved with uh, incidences that uh, resulted in. Um, fatalities, which unfortunately, that's that's the job. You know, volunteer career doesn't matter. Um, you do go to car accidents, and there are some unfortunate circumstances with the car accidents that you just can't do anything about. Um, we cover the expressway, so we cover a good chunk of the expressway. So we 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 see our share of accidents, but most of the accidents are actually they're on Route Thirty, they're Central Avenue, they're you know, they're just exactly what they are accidents you know somebody had a medical problem which caused an accident somebody wasn't paying attention caused an accident accident was just people didn't see each other so i mean we so deal do with that you end up having yeah. things
0: that you walk home that night a little different than when you start off that not day? really
1: i mean i've been in i i've done it enough i mean i'm not, not not gonna say things don't bother me but i just have a you know a different way of looking at it i mean I look at everything as a learning experience. So you, you, have, to, you have to do a job. I, I was actually told one time that if, it doesn't matter if you know the person that's getting cut out of the car. It doesn't matter if you, they're a family member, um, which sucks. But we live in a small town, so the chances of us going to an emergency yes. involving a family member or a friend or you know, a loved one yes. is, is high. And I was always told this, and, and I'll never forget it. I, I, I was told that it's like, look, we understand but if you don't do your job, they can't do their job. And if they can't do their job, then the other people can't do their job.
0: Wait, what do you mean? I so lost you then. what
1: happens is, is you show up, you have a crew. So you have multiple people. And everyone has a job to do on a scene, whether it's an accident, whether it's a fire, whether it's an alarm. Everyone carries sets tools in. Everyone does something. And if you don't do your job, then somebody else has to do your job. Mm. And it backtracks. So mm. what happens is, is you might need five things done and you have five guys. Well, if one doesn't do their job, then somebody else has to do their job. And if you don't do your job, the outcome is going to change. You have to do the – if you can honestly say you did everything you could, it is what it is. I mean, I'd like to be able to say that every time we show up, it's a win for us. Yeah. Um, I would say we're high. Our wins are very high. That's awesome. But you still get those that no matter what you do, you can't change the outcome. And I think that that's that's what bothers me the most is those. It wouldn't have mattered, but it does matter because we still show up, we still try like hell to do what we have to do, and the outcomes are the outcomes. We tried our best to make them so that they are they work out and pan out for everybody. But we have had incidences where there's been fatalities, and I think we were involved in something like. Um, like 11 fatalities last year. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, and their motor vehicle accidents, they're, I mean, unfortunately, you know, we deal with the expressway. So a lot of people, they're not even from the area. Like they're nowhere near the area. They go to the shore. We deal with that. We deal with the accidents. You know, we've had, you know, um, you, know you do your rescues and stuff like that. We really don't go out on medical calls uh, a lot. So like if, if Atlantic Care is called for like a, a cardiac or um, what we call advanced life support situation. So it's a respiratory and all that. We don't really go to them. The only time we really go to them if, is if they're really short or they need help. Cause that maybe the patient's a large patient and they need help moving mm. and manipulating without, you know, hurting them. So we'll get, we'll get a phone call for that. But usually we don't go to a lot of medical stuff. Um, You know, and since since I've been chief in 18, you know, there's the one bright spot was it was also probably one of our department's lowest spots. And that's when, you know, Valentine's it was a fire on Valentine's Day night in 2018. Uh, It was you know, we went to the firehouse. We were going to have a meeting real quick meeting because each fire company is actually its own independent entity. So so like Kiwanis Club and and all that, they have their monthly meetings and all that. They have their business meeting. Well, that's what we were going to do. And we got called for a house fire right around right around the corner from the firehouse, so we were there quick our first first new engine pulled up, you know they pulled the line uh, they pulled the hose line off. two guys started you know uh, knocking the fire down on the second floor. uh The captain of station two started taking a second line out. I started helping him with the line, and we lost pressure. Our pump operator had a oh, massive heart attack
0: during fun. the during oh my god
1: so what happened was was, was he
0: unhealthy was this a stress no, thing like don't know. Holy.
1: Um, older, older gentleman, but he had gone to the, you know, he's nothing was, you know, he was healthy. You know, he, he, he was oh active. Oh, my God. But you don't know what it was. Well, we ended up doing CPR on him and still put the fire out. And when the ladder, when, when the tower ladder got there, I, their crew had to split. I needed a couple of their guys for the CPR and our captain came over and helped out because he's an EMT. And then we had one of the, the dispatchers who was an EMT and also a level two, uh, level two cop came out with one of the other cops. She jumped in and basically freed me up to be able to try and run the scene. But, you know, we did put out the fire and he's fine. He's, he's, he's fine. He's back driving trucks and whatnot. So,
0: Ooh, i would got so much anxiety hearing that
1: story. I, I, listen, we all had a lot of anxiety <laughs> while that was going on. So, no doubt. You know what? That's one of the things that, you know, it had a good outcome. And that's what we were really about. We we, we try and take, look, we get some of the crappiest situations. And making lemonade, at, at, you know, at a lemons, it, that's, no, we, we actually take, like, garbage and we try and make, turn it into diamonds. And, that, and that's really what we're doing.
0: That's beautiful, man. Wow, what a story. So, it's clearly a very intense job. It's yeah. It's got to be very rewarding, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I take out of it is is my ability to be able to give back to the community. Um, you know, everyone... I, I'd like to think that, you know, it, it, it's definitely a team effort. It, it's not one person. Yeah, I'm the chief of the department right now. Um, but it you have, like, 77 members between the two fire companies that, you know, they that's what they do. So they train, you know, we we have to train up on new technologies, you know, when we get new equipment, you have to train on that. You have to train on the old old ways to do it because if the equipment fails, you still have to do it that way. Mm. You know, you have to have multiple ways to do certain things because when plan A doesn't work, you have to be able to get to plan Z real quick and that that's what they do. It it is, it is intense um but in some ways it's not. It's it, it it's it's hard to explain but like with everything going on, everything pulling you in, in nine, ten different directions, you 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 still have that sense to be able to get through it. It's almost like a like a like a slow motion kind of a thing. It's like everything else kind of slows down, and it allows you to just you know go through go through you know your steps. Okay, I got to do this. That's not going to work. Let's go to this. Okay, that might work. Let's try that. Blah blah blah. blah. And it's just and it seems like it's like you know just on a dime but it it really isn't in in our minds because we've we've trained to do it and Mm. and we've done we've done it whether we've done it in actuality out in the field or whether we've trained to do it because we try things you know when when we're doing training evolutions it's like well you know what let me try this okay let's try it does it work well it might work or it did work but it only worked because of this all right well, let's chalk that up to uh, put that in the toolbox because that might come out sometime. Mm. And I mean, not only do we train at the firehouse, we train at uh, you know the academies. Every county has a fire academy. Um, I'm actually an instructor at Atlanta County's fire academy, so I, I get I, that's how I keep up with stuff. I, I have to. I, I have to keep up with um, you know the new new techniques, the new tools, the new all that because it's not just because it's it's. I'm a career firefighter or I'm a volunteer firefighter. It's also because I'm an instructor at an academy and I have to be able to teach down everything that you know I know. So,
0: so right. since you have these students, I mean, and for anyone who's listening, there could potentially be a, a, a future volunteer or professional firefighter. What kind of advice do you give to these people or what, what do you feel like that they need to know before they start on this journey that you've been on for so long?
1: Well, it's not something you can just go, yep, that's, you know what? When you're a kid, it's like I want to be a firefighter, I want a police officer, all that. A lot of those kids do move up and they become what they wanted to because it, it it's a dream. Um, some of them, it really wasn't what they thought it was, and other ones, it's like it was so much better. It, it, it really is something if if you're thinking about volunteering and all that. Stop by your local firehouse. You know mm-hmm. what? See what it's about. You know, see what they're doing. You know, come come out to their drills. You know, we do have a junior program that once you turn 16. You can come to the firehouse. You only get about two years. Really? Yes. As a 16-year-old, you can come to the firehouse. Oh, that's fantastic. You can join one of one of the f- two fire stations, and what they do is they show you. these. Are, this is the equipment. You get to watch everything. We don't take you out on, like, horrific calls. Like, for motor vehicle accidents, we actually have a, a rule with uh, our department is is if you're a junior member on motor vehicle accidents, you stay at the station.
0: That makes sense. And
1: it's because there's we do have to kind of shelter them at, at some point. Um, but you know what, for fires, um, they can ride out with us. Uh, if they can't, if, if a firefighter that's pack qualified, which means they can actually wear an SCBA and go inside, they get precedent. So as a junior member, you, you don't get the seat just because, you know, this, their seats in the trucks are limited. The guys that I actually need on scene, they get the seats first and then you have your junior members, but a lot of times they get to, they'll get to ride out on, on even just an alarm call you you can show them this is why we do this blah 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 and they get that information and then they can make the decision is this something you want to do once you turn 18 or do That's you great want to do it
0: god that should be out there for all professions right like a little two year you sure you want to do this and i don't know i don't
1: i don't think you'd want a 16 17 year old running around with a taser but um <laughs> hey
0: touche <Hey>. touche <laughs> I mean, okay, but obviously, as for firefighting, it works out well. It does
1: work out well because you you, kind of, you're almost guaranteeing you're getting the people coming back to you that really want to do it.
0: Yes, right on. And that's probably something you appreciate as someone who it seems like your heart and soul is into this. Is business the right word? I don't know. But this profession,
1: yeah, it's It's a profession. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether it's volunteer, It, it, it is a profession because. You do get rewarded for it. You know, you, you feel like you've, you've accomplished something. You've helped to. Uh, well, you
0: know. I was going to ask you, dude, because like I'm sitting across from you. And when I spoke to you, when you, you fixed my power lines, and I've seen you in the newspaper, and I've, I've watched you on Facebook with interviews, yeah. and I know you're a very humble <clears throat> person, and I respect I, I that. Don't,
1: I don't really like, I, I look at it this way. Yeah, I'm, I'm the fire chief. But you know what? There's the other guys do a lot of work. For sure. And and they really deserve to be recognized for the work and the commitment that they put in for. And look, you could have the greatest leader in the world and they amount to absolutely nothing without a good team. You know, it is what it is. And vice versa. I can't can't do my job well if they don't know and don't do their job well. So it's kind of like one hand washes the other.
0: Yeah. How is your crew doing during covid
1: I mean, knock on wood. I mean, we haven't had, you know, big scares or anything like that. But you know, everyone's nervous.
0: You guys have received a lot of donations, right?
1: Yeah, we we got donations and PPE of throughout, you know, um, different businesses in town. My and friend Sue
0: Murder, I think, hooked yep. you guys up.
1: She hooked us up. She she actually hooked us up big time, and and we just couldn't give her enough credit. I mean, I, I, I we we tried to share it out on Facebook. We tried, you know, we we tried to put it out there because we wanted. And, and she she was the same way. She's like, well, you know, I, I she didn't really want the recognition. I'm like, I, and I even told her, I was like, you deserve it. The, yeah, the she community does. deserves. She does to see that this is what was going on. And but she
0: wasn't doing it for the recognition. I know her. No, she She's was a just great doing it because person.
1: she she figured out she had a she had a line to supplies that nobody else did. Yes. Or it's not even that they didn't. They just didn't think about it. It's thinking outside the box. She knew that she had the ability to be able to help and. You know that's what we're all here for, and she did. She helped us. She helped us out big time.
0: Yeah, not what we're all out here for, but people like you and her, one hundred percent. And that's why you guys have both been on my show. <laughs> <laughs> so, my man, uh, we talked about advice for any future volunteers. Um, one, one more question that, that I'm really curious about. Um, when it comes to nine eleven. I mean it's heartbreaking for all of us you know uh, you and I we were young men when it happened mm-hmm. what is it like for the firefighters when nine eleven rolls around and and I, I start to think like what about your own safety because these firefighters who had to breathe this stuff into their lungs like do you worry about your own safety as far as long term goes because we,
1: we do we uh, safety is a, a very high up there on the concerns and it's And it's everybody. It's not it's not just, you know, hey the first guys don't care, the first year guys don't care, you know, the the ten year guys do and you know, the twenty year guys really do. No, it's pretty much the same across the board. I mean, we take it very seriously. But you know, when you're young, you think you're, in, you're indestructible, and, I know. And, and that's just the way it is. I mean, what? Look, the arm, armies and the air force and the marines—they they take them at 18. They don't come looking for a 45 year old, not even a 35 year old man. They want the 18 year olds because is they're it? indestructible.
0: Yeah. When did you? What was
1: the age you realized that? Okay, I'm destructible. Oh, that's uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't think I got there yet. <laughs> I mean, I, that's I, why you're I the do, chief. I do realize that, that there are some aches and pains when you move, and they shouldn't be there or they weren't there before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. um, I am definitely, um, you know, my enemy is getting out of bed in the morning, but <laughs> it, it is what it is. But a little stiff, yeah. It's little, uh, unfortunate. You can ask any guy. You can ask. You can ask one of, uh, a junior member at sixteen. They probably really don't know, but they think it's cool. And oh, you know these guys do everything. You can even ask our older members. Yeah, they take safety seriously, but you know, I we do do things. Sometimes we have to check ourselves because you know if there's there's just the the possibility that you know we can we can be involved in something and and we can help out. We're we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And usually we put our body second. And yeah. Yeah. We don't even think you about it. We don't even think about our mental stability. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it is what it is. But, you know, we do everything. The guys get aches and pains. Uh, you know, guys have thrown out their, their backs. I, I, you know, guys have hurt themselves and all What's that. What's
0: the worst you've ever been hurt?
1: Uh, in a fire? Nah. No, in a fist fight. Yeah, a fire. Uh, just, come on now. You see how big I am? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mess with you, bro. <clears throat> in a fire? Not really. I mean, I've gotten steam burned. I you know, I've gotten, you know, a little bit of smoke inhalation. You know, I've, you know, tweaked muscles. I I've, you know, but I've never actually so knocked on
0: some wood right about now. Yeah,
1: every morning I knock on wood, knock on my head, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> um even, you know, I am lucky. Um but I have, you know, I can't say that I haven't been, but I I you know, I've been in a car car accidents. You know, and stuff like that. And I got hurt worse with that stuff. So mm, Okay. I mean, I've never, yeah, but I mean, knock on wood, I, I've been lucky enough. Been I all right. You know, I haven't fallen off a ladder or anything like that. But
0: Hey, dude, before we get to the chat pack, which, which is something I like to end my shows with, um, one question, just out of straight up curiosity. What the heck do you guys do when there's no emergency? I mean, are you guys sitting around the table playing cards like in the movies, well, like sliding down that pole?
1: Well, actually, you can't slide down the pole. The insurance companies won't let us have them anymore. Boo. Yeah, so that's a that's a big downer. But uh, th- <laughs> there are some firehouses that still still have them. And every time you know I get to visit one, I, you know, I may or may not slide down the pole. Mm-hmm. But no, it's so we normally average about in town. We normally average about four hundred four hundred fifty calls of service. Um, my first year, we were over five hundred. Um, then we dipped down a little bit. Then we started to bring ourselves back up last year. We, I think we've hit an all time high. We're about 560 calls. So during that time, you got to remember that those calls come no matter when a lot of the guys work. So they're working eight hours, 10 hours doing their normal job. Plus they're at the firehouse. And a lot of it is for the officers. It's paperwork. It's paperwork. It's getting the drill ready. It's, it's making sure this works. It's, Hey look, you know, we broke this. Well, now we got to get it fixed. You know, there's there's the maintenance behind everything. Mm. You have to have everything maintenance. You have to make sure everything's good. You have to make sure this is that. You have to prepare for, you know, well, you know, we might have to buy a new apparatus. Hey, this piece of equipment's starting to age. It's to a point now where we we're going to have to figure something out. Uh what are we going to do for the next training? What are we going to do for here? Uh, on the company level, you, we still do fundraising for the. Company. So you're saying there's, so there's stuff between the oh, emergencies. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. If the, <laughs> the emergencies. I hate to say, but the emergencies are almost like the break. Like that's <laughs> you. You take everything you learned and you actually get to do what you've planned. for. Oh man! So that's like as crazy as the the scenes are, and as crazy as some of the calls are. The guys are very calm because it's not it's not dragging this over here, doing this. They're like. Uh, it's almost like we've done this before we're good by the time we get to the calls they they've they've done it either in training or they've done it in practice or they've they've watched video or they have actually done it on a call prior it maybe was a little bit more hectic to them that it's just it's just become second nature it's the same thing that's like asking a soldier hey when you're you know and it's the same thing for police or any profession but hey when you're not in war what do you do you prepare prepare prepare, yeah same thing for
0: teaching when you're not teaching what are you doing you're doing lesson (laughs) plans you're
1: looking stuff up you're trying to figure out you're trying to figure out how to get to that one kid that you know is blowing spitballs at everyone because he doesn't care yeah nowadays you're
0: sanitizing sanitizing sanitizing
1: uh, well if you don't hey we have to do that too so after every call we have to sanitize the trucks we wipe them down i mean there's there's a lot going on it's not everyone thinks oh you guys only answer that many calls about an hour call yeah, no, that's not how that works. It's, <laughs> it's every Wednesday night the guys are at the firehouse usually by about 6.30. They usually get home around 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. Sometimes if, if they take a class that's at the county academy or elsewhere, that's, that can be any day or time. Some of the classes are four hours. Some of them are eight hours. Some of them are 16, 24. So they, they take other classes. They, you know, They can go anywhere. I don't. I, I tell them all the time. You don't have to go to just Atlanta County. I'd rather you go there because you know that's our county. But they find a class somewhere. Go take it. Go take it. Let's and then come back. Let let let's see see what's going on. You know what did you learn? I mean that's what it is. You you don't stop. We don't ever stop. So the call. I mean I know you were laughing. It's like oh it's the break. What it is? It's it's almost like now if if I need to I can I can show everyone what we just took all that time to prepare for. And that's why it looks like. Even I've had people come up to me on scenes, and they're like, "That was crazy." Everyone's going this way, that way, this way, that way. Nobody's back, you know. And it, that's the way it is. But if you look, yeah, to you, to you know, even you know, family members of firefighters, it looks completely disorganized and chaotic. But when you are a firefighter or an emergency service worker, even police department, you're, you're looking back going. They're going to do this. Yep. Then they're going to do this. Yep. And they're going to do this. Yep. Do this. yep. Yeah. It's all going the way it's supposed to go. and yeah. everyone, And that's what we put. Yeah, we train for that. Very so. cool. Very cool.
0: Hey, you guys have a Dalmatian? No, we don't. What is it up with the Dalmatians and firemen?
1: You don't know why there's Dalmatians? Huh? No
0: clue at all. I'm
1: going to ask you another question. Here, okay. here's a, you know why fire trucks are red?
0: I figure because you can see them better. No, it has
1: nothing to do with it.
0: That's what everyone probably says, though, right?
1: Yeah, that's actually a question that we ask uh, some of the cadets at the academy. Why are fire trucks red? Because when they started painting fire trucks, red was the cheapest color. (laughs)
2: That's the way it is. Never guessed that. Then
1: then it became part of the job. Yeah. And now red is the most expensive color. Get out of here. Because the manufacturers aren't dumb.
0: That's why they can't pay firemen. we got all these volunteers around. They can't pay.
1: (laughs) But Dalmatians, the reason why Dalmatians are a fire service dog is because all all the old engines, and they're all horse-drawn carriages. So they use the dogs to help control the horses. Get out of here. That's that's why why Dalmatians? That's why Dalmatians. Dalmatians are very high-strung. You get a Dalmatian puppy, you better have some. No, I've seen. Oh, you better get some. Dude, but I
0: did not see that answer coming in any sense of the form.
1: It has everything to do with just about everything that you think is a superstition or it's just... That's what firefighters do. If you look into it, there, it came from somewhere. So, I mean, that's.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Mr. Sean McCree, it is time oh, for the famous chat pack. Sir, you're going to choose one. We'll probably have time for two of these. I don't know what it's going to say. I hope it's something you can answer, though. Let's take this one. Picking from the top.
1: You can flip that around. There it is. If you could have the original of anything in the world, what would you want it to be? Assume that you would never be allowed to sell it for money. You must simply enjoy it for what it is.
0: Ooh, you get to pick anything, mm,
1: Sean. An original,
0: the original, Sean McRae. Original. My wheels are turning.
1: Ah, oh, that's tough. That's 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 not a joke for a question. That's that that's rough. Um. I only the give original. the toughest, Sean McCrae. <laughs> See, because the problem is, is there's only one original. Yeah. So. Which, which one of those
0: originals do you want?
1: I, I mean, I'm kind of a nerd, so I would like to have, I would actually would want to have an original, like, signed number one copy of a comic book. And one of my favorite ones is probably, like, uh, you know Captain America and stuff like that i mean i'm 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 a nerd i I am a nerd at heart, I enjoy my superheroes I enjoy my video games, but yeah def definitely, and that would definitely not be something I would sell because that would be something that would sit there and just so I could say that's mine
0: from one nerd to another respect
1: there you go. I got my little Wolverine behind you just the uh, other w- day Wolverine's and- one of my, one of my favorite characters growing up so. yes
0: sir, yes, sir love the answer Captain America first. Issue, I love it. All right, dude, one more chat pack. Best of uh, luck. Yeah. Oh, you got two. All it. right, go for that one. All right.
1: This one says, what is the greatest lesson in life you have ever learned? Uh, that's karma. Karma is the greatest lesson. Oh, you believe in karma. Uh, look, I, I believe it, a lot of people call it karma. I've referred to it as the pendulum effect no matter what you do in one direction, it's coming back. So it depends on how hard you do it in that direction. If, if you go reckless and you just, you know, throw caution to the wind and you just don't care what kind of effect it's going to have, it's going to come back in that same ferocity that you push the pendulum out of the way. So it's all about, you know, control. Just, just, you know, I don't, I try not to treat people the way I want to be treated. I try and treat them the way they should be treated. And, you know, you give people respect, um, but there comes a time when you just have to realize that maybe they don't deserve it or, you know, it. what you're doing is not it, – it's counterintuitive to what you should be doing. I mean, you, you really need to take each day. Each day is – it's not yours. You know, it's borrowed. So, and that's what it is.
0: So you go by the old Confucius saying, treat others the way you want to be treated.
1: No, nah, I actually – I try and treat people better than I want to be treated because, you know, there is that face it, you don't ever get treated the way you want to get treated. Everyone wants to get pampered and that, that just, doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I, just, I don't, am go I home. not pampering I don't, you enough here? I don't, I don't go home and sit on the couch and eat grapes. So, you know. <laughs> but it, it, you, you know, you do have a certain level, but I, you know, it does come back and the greatest lesson in life is yes. definitely karma because when you mess up, it it will come back and get you yeah and when somebody else messes up and it's at your expense the 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 best thing in the world is to be able to sit back and watch it work
0: sean mccree i want to say um very happy that you have the position that you have here in hamilton i can tell i can tell when I saw you outside by the power lines when you were helping read, I could tell that when I'm talking to you about doing a fire prevention week with the students, I can tell just through this interview, you were exactly the kind of person I think should be in this position. I think Hamilton is very, very lucky to have someone who's so professional and more than just professional, but has their heart and soul into this business. And I think that if we ever had an issue, or really anyone had an issue, we would be in excellent hands. And it just gives me a sense of peace, and I want to thank you
1: for that. Uh, well, you know, it's it's not just me, it's it's everyone. We are exactly that, and we are a team, so...
0: Yeah, so thank you to you and your entire team. And is there anyone before we get out of here that you would like to give a shout-out to? I want to give a, a special one to Alex McCree, your daughter, who is an amazing employee here. You must be so proud. She gave me a tour of Planet Fitness the other day. I'm like, you could get a job anywhere. Any yeah. boss would be lucky to have you.
1: I mean, my biggest my biggest shout-out would be my family. I mean, Alex is my oldest. Um, Aiden. And Aubrey, Aubrey's my youngest. She's she's going to be the one that uh, pretty much rules the world someday because she's just got that that fire. She's just has that. Um, I'm trying to be polite here. That outgoing <laughs> personality. She's very strong willed and and you know, uh, my wife Donna for one putting up with me because I'm the you know I'm the fourth kid, but uh, you know being able to handle all of us. So and mainly it's just you know family. And I would definitely like to give a shout out to all, all my brothers and and sisters in the fire department and and the police department and dispatch for, you know, this is, you know, we do a good job and just keep your head up and keep doing what we do. Right on. Ladies and gentlemen, give
0: it up for Sean McCree.